Well, he interviewed a guy called Eric Hang, and Eric is based in New Zealand, and he's a founder and entrepreneur and personal trainer for an organization called Ultimate Fitness and Stability Guru. And uh, he actually is, his mission is really to help conscious, ambitious leaders prime and amplify the energy by helping them experience the power of physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual stability. Great guy, and had a great interview or great discussion with him around different things. And he referred about uh, the corporate, the desk jockey. You know who you are. You're the one that's sitting at your desk all day, and uh, we tend to be sort of finding things that are a little bit interesting when we do spend all our time at the desk all day. He's actually saying that sitting down is the new smoking. And yeah, tune in to see what he says about that. That's that's pretty cool stuff. Now, leaders are always first first one in and the last one out. And I don't know about you, but over my career and everything I do, I always make sure I'm there early and I'm the last one to leave. And the reason I do that is because I want to make sure things are set up and things are going well, but also I want to be there to greet people. And then on the other side, I want to make sure that everything's done and that we're all good and then we can move forward because it's all about giving other people an experience. And he also talked about a leader that can hold space is going to be really key going forward. And holding space is a really cool concept. And so we talked about that as well. So listeners, sit back, relax, and enjoy the interview. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey there, listeners. Dennis here, and great to have you with another wonderful episode on the Leadership is Changing podcast, and I've got a great guest with me today. His name is Eric King, and Eric is based in Auckland, New Zealand, and just uh, not too far away from me, and uh, it's really quite cool to have you on the show here, Eric, so a big welcome to you. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you um, for having me on. This is um, a beautiful opportunity. Thank you. Awesome. Now, I've already given our listeners a little bit of an introduction to you. Now, uh, what I'd like you to do, though, is share anything else about your background that they might be interested in. Yeah, so I guess my, my journey with leadership and, and a little bit about my background starts at a very young age where I um, actually had quite a spiritual upbringing family. And um, at a young age, I was you know taught techniques on meditation, self-reflection, and you know I had a heavy influence from my parents on trying to understand purpose. And even got me into doing routines on prayers to connect with the universe and the divine. So I had this sort of influence on me at a very young age. And ever since young, I've always been into um, high performance sports. Like um, I played a little bit of badminton for New Zealand when I was younger. Younger, did a lot of traveling overseas with that. Got into boxing after that. Did a few corporate amateur boxing fights as well. So after that, obviously, um, got me into studying um, a diploma in exercise prescription because that was obviously my my cup of tea growing up and I started off doing personal training in 2013 and where I first started it was a very bodybuilding power lifting sort of environment and yeah so my journey with personal training started there where 
I tried the whole bodybuilding and powerlifting lifestyle with the training, with the diet. And in time, I realized that my body was just starting to become a lot more inflamed. It was recovering slower. I started to actually de develop a very bad posture. So in 2014, I moved gyms um, to a more rehab and movement-based gym. And that pretty much opened up my eyes to a whole new world of training and fitness. So moving along and within that time in my new environment of the new gym, I actually damaged my shoulder so severely that I couldn't put my car into drive. <laughs> and I remember that moment very clearly because that, that for me was like an ego death moment for me. And that from then where I couldn't put my car into drive, I had to rethink my whole training methods from that day. I had to relearn and recondition a whole lot of my um, ideas with training and fitness. So pretty much an ego death for me, I had to empty my cup and use myself as a guinea pig to upskill myself, heal myself. And then within a couple of months time, I pretty much turned the page from powerlifting, bodybuilding mentality to movement, rehab, prehab, posture correction, sort of based training. And I seemed to do it, did, did a pretty good job on myself. And then I was um, noticed as sort of the shoulder rehab specialist in my, in my new gym. And from then on, I guess uh, it just naturally started to come to me where more working professionals or you, you can call them, say, desk jockeys that had uh, postural issues yeah. just started to um, come more into my reality. I started to attract these clients and through that, pretty much got me into becoming more of a more of a healer and 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 from that time till now i guess i've just developed my skills to the point where i understand that the body is a pure reflection of the mind and the spirit and from there i've just been connecting the dots and trying to trying to do more in that space and expand it to more people and from 2021, I guess, last year, the mandate happened and I've just decided to leave uh, Les Mills, the gym that I was current, was with prior. And now I am um, based in my own gym studio at home where I provide uh, my services for my clients. And I also have a few professional athletes overseas that see me virtually. So, um, yeah, that's that's a little bit about my background to, from past till now. Yeah, very good. Hey, well, thanks for sharing that because it's really quite fascinating to hear about your background. And uh, for our listeners who are around the world, Les Mills is a gym that's here in New Zealand. It's quite uh, a large, but it's also international as well. And so a uh, very large brand indeed. Now, you, you mentioned a few things here, actually, uh, Eric, that I want to actually talk about because one is, well, first of all, you've now got a, an organization or, or a business called Eric King Stability Guru. And even just in that, of course, it's got your name in there, but of course, Stability and Guru, which is quite cool. Now, the reason I got you on to the show is really because I want to talk with you today in relation to about that desk jockey side of things and a lot of people sitting in desks today, working from home and so forth, but also working in the office. And we'll get into that very soon. But you mentioned something called ego death. Now, can, just for our listeners, can you give a little bit more of an explanation of what you meant by that? So, so for me personally, the ego death experience was me surrendering control. So me, me surrendering uh, my expectations and the outcome and understanding that my body right now is in pain. So this, this is my body talking to me right now that whatever that I'm doing is not working and maybe I need to reset, rest and reassess my methods moving forward. So ego death for me was 
was really something that I'm still, I'm, I'm on a path still trying, practicing this ego depth because I feel like every single day, um, you know, people get into routines of breath work, meditation, grounding. That for me is almost like a semi-ego death where you want to just surrender your control to the day. Surrender your control to the universe and have faith that everything today that is about to happen is laid out in front of you for a reason. And for me, that in that moment of ego death was was quite a crucial point for me because I, growing up, I've always been a really stubborn-headed person. Like my mother always told me, you know, there's two types of people on earth. Ones that learn easily by just looking at the sign, don't touch, and they will just leave it, not touch it. Or the ones that will test the, test the sign, touch it, and realize it's going to burn you. And, and I'm the kid that will touch and get burnt and, and learn it the hard way. So I think, yeah, to, to sum it up in a nutshell, ego death for me means surrendering your control and expectations and, and let universe take the wheel. Yeah, the way I'm hearing that as well is that, you know, there are things that are in our control and there's things that are out of our control and really what we need to do is focus on what's in our control and let go of those that are not in our control. Um, 100%. Yeah, and I think sometimes people's egos might get actually dented or might actually get affected a little bit as well, but sometimes we have to sort of take stock of where we are in life and life sometimes gives us a little bit of a clue and sometimes we need to a little bit uh, wake up a little bit and I think that's where... The pandemic around the world actually made us stop and think about life and actually we were sent home all of us were sent home around the world and um just stay there and uh and protect yourselves and things like that but then what was really quite interesting was it actually made us slow down and it actually made us sort of think about things which was really quite cool but again i'm not sure whether it was any good around the posture side of things because you know sitting on the couch all day watching netflix and doing things like that may not have always been good but um you know, there's there's all sorts of things. So, cool. Thanks for sharing that. Good to know what that meant from your perspective. Now, the other thing too is the mind, the spirit, the body, very important things as well. But I really want to talk about this disc jockey side of things too before we get into some of the other questions as well. Disc jockeys, what do you mean by this and what are you seeing out there today in the world? So, disc jockeys, that's a, that's a term that I used to use for my clients because uh, obviously a, a lot of mine are in corporate high management roles where they are sitting behind a computer for about 8 to 12 hours a day at least yeah in boardroom meetings and whatnot so so desk jockeys like I, I don't know if you've heard of the saying that sitting down is the new smoking because that that's the thing nowadays that I believe that you know we're given this body and and the and the reason for this body the main functions of it is to move is to move you know one of the main things the body is made to do is to walk and nowadays i feel like the system that we've created has just conditioned the human body to sit down way too much to what we should be where we're, we're we're out of alignment with with how much we should be moving and how much we should be resting and and what that does for the human body is it creates a lot of blockages it creates a lot of blockages and why we tend why walking is so healthy for us is because we need circulation the body needs to circulate with oxygen, with blood. Everything needs to be pumping and circulating for us to stay healthy, for us to have good repair mechanisms, for us to have healthy hormones released in the body. So, so desk jockeys, if you're sitting in front of the computer or sitting down for more than 8 to 10 hours a day, that's just creating a lot of issues through, say, we can even begin from the feet. You know, the ankles are stuck in a certain position. Your hips, you might be crossing your legs over 
your hips are shifting, your shoulders starting to slant on one side, you've got the mouse on one arm. So it's, it's creating a lot of imbalances and it's very detrimental for people's longevity because in time it does create a lot of pain. And, and that's the stage where I'm at now with a lot of my clients that are in their 50s that do have the time now and they do have the finances to enjoy life, but they don't have the body to actually enjoy it with because they're either in pain or or something or they have arthritis somewhere or you you know what I mean. It's just that they're full of injuries and inflammation. And and that's where I feel like that's that's where the piece is missing is a lot of people, you know, they want to go and play a game of golf or tennis and they feel like they'll be sacrificing a kneecap just from playing that hour of tennis. And that's not how life should be, you know, to, to really be happy and flourishing and, 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 and loving life. Yeah. You need to have this body to be in tune with, with what you want to do to feel light and feel energized, right? To feel optimal. So, yeah. 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 Cool. Well, what do you mean? I know what, no, know what you mean. What are you talking about? I mean, Okay, maybe not. <laughs> it's okay. It's all... Maybe not you, Dennis. Yeah, yeah it's all good. Yeah. I've seen you with the boxing gloves on. Yeah, it's all it's good. All right, I just mate. like having some fun here. That's all good. Yep. Hey, um, <laughs> so, so a lot of people listeners might be now thinking, and they might be thinking, okay, what do you mean? Do I have to go to the gym all the time? Do I have to do this? Well, you mentioned just walking. I mean, something is better than nothing, right? Yeah, something is better than nothing. Like, it's just about finding your sweet spot. You know, it's, I think that's, that's, the, that's the key of life is, you don't want to go too much to the left. You don't want to go too much to the right. It's about finding that sweet spot, finding that balance. And everybody's balance is, is different. Everybody's lifestyle is different. Everybody's schedules are different. So, you know, something like you say, something is better than nothing. And a step forward is always better than waiting for perfect. So that's what I always try to encourage people is like, even if it's a 20, 30 minute walk, just to get your heart racing a little bit more than what it usually is sitting at, you know, even that is enough to start giving some circulation, some blood flow. Through that, you're going to start releasing your happy hormones, you know, your endorphins, your dopamine, all of that stuff is going to slowly come out. And and that's what I try to encourage people is, you know, when we try to think about fitness and making a change, you need to remind yourself, baby steps, you know, eat the elephant one bite at a time. You don't have to give yourself these massive goals and uh. set yourself up to fail. You know, a step at a time. You know, I always say the first step is always the hardest step. But once you take that first step, the second, the third, the fourth will naturally start to flow for you. Mm, mm. Awesome. I love it. You actually said something else as well before that a step forward is better than perfect. Now, I think that's relevant for not only what you're just talking about, but also anything that we do in life. Because there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who want, don't want to start something, don't want to go and do something. A step forward is better than perfect. Love that. And uh, you're right, the first step, then the second step, third, fourth, and that. Time-wise, because a lot of people say, I don't have enough time. Do they have to spend a lot of time doing this each day? And but, is it every day? And, but then again, that's but then again, that's that's within perception, isn't it? You know, we all have 24 hours in a day, and, and people that say, I don't have time, I go, well, is it important? Hmm. You about, know, right? Because It's about yeah. priorities, really, isn't it? It's about priority. It's about priority. And, and I just try to encourage people and, and remind them that, you know, exercising is, is not a luxury. It should be a priority. Your health is not a luxury. It should be a priority. Excellent. Well, Eric, that's some really cool stuff that you're sharing there already into the show and to this episode. Now, you mentioned a little bit before about the leadership side of things, but how did you actually get into leadership? So, to be honest, I, I feel like leadership leadership found me. 
leadership found me, especially with obviously with my job as as, as a personal trainer, it's it's quite natural for us to um, help somebody or, or support somebody get to a place where they thought they never could have gone to or achieved. So so I would say that leadership found me through personal training because it's I'm 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 honestly so blessed to be doing what I'm doing because when you're helping an individual with their physical well-being through exercise it can build trust yeah when when people trust you when they when they trust you they start to show vulnerability and they when they start to show vulnerability it means they trust you and they're ready to heal when people show vulnerability whether it's through a conversation whether it's through an exercise it means they're ready to heal and i feel like as a personal trainer or or any or anybody that has the wisdom or the eye to see somebody that is in pain, I feel like we have the responsibility to try and listen, to try and support them. And and that's the thing I feel like most PTs can now relate to when I say this is 60% of the session, I would say, is you're, you're a therapist, you're a counsellor. You know, 40% of the time you're just getting their bodies moving, getting them going. And a lot of the times when they rest within that minute break, man, things come out, things come out and 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 for us, we have to we have to take it in and try to bounce back some sort of positivity for them, if 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 that's needed, if that's needed. Or most of the time, they just need somebody to listen. Yeah. So I think um, naturally we are we are all leaders within our own rights as as well. You know, we have responsibility of being a leader in our own families. You know, in our own friend environments, with without within our colleagues and our work environment in society. So I, I feel like you know being blessed with the position that I'm in now. I feel like I am I am a pretty decent healer and and I I know this saying you know with great power comes great responsibility. So yeah in a nutshell I feel like I've been very blessed to be in this position and and I do believe you know we we have leadership inside of all of us and through this career through this job has just sparked up my fire. Yeah cool. I I actually have been observing you for for a few years actually uh, at the local gym where I've uh, been sometimes where um I actually go there and and actually seeing you, actually, when I was doing my warm-ups and the beforehand, the stretching and afterwards as well, and you would be in the area whereby you're working with your clients, but the way that you were handling them in the sense of looking after them and working with them and things like that, I think was really, really cool to see. So uh, well done on that. And I think that is actually sharing, you know, you were, I could actually see you talking to you, some of your colleagues as well and probably sharing some best practices and around things like that too. So leading in that perspective as well. For sure. Now, Eric, here's a here's a question that's going to be really quite interesting for you. Now, this person could be alive or from history. Who's your favourite leader, and why? Oh, well, um, I don't know if I have one from history, but I have a couple of leaders that I do admire that are alive at the moment. So I'll start with with number one, Jay Shetty. So this guy, um, Jay Shetty, his mission is to make wisdom go viral. And he's quite big on Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube, and I've been following him for for quite a while as well. And I, and I love what he's doing. Preston Smiles, he's he's another one that I really admire. He's promoting the message of love, unity, and and, and connection to the divine within. You know, I, I love I love that because we're, this is the space that we're transitioning into. And and Dr. Joe Dispenza, another one. I'm sorry, I've got a few, Dennis. <laughs> Dr. Joe Dispenza, he's another one that I really admire as well because he is showing the power of spirit through science. Yeah. You know, he is measuring spirituality through science and um, through the power of breath, through the power of meditation and your thoughts on how that can heal and prevent virus penetration into the cells. Like, I find that super, super interesting. 
another one that I really admire is obviously Mr. Mr. Tony Robbins, mm. <laughs> the Yoda of the wellness space. So I've actually attended um, one of his uh, UPW events, and that for me was was pretty crazy exposure on just man how how good he is with patterns, how good he is at controlling energy and influence. And I just love his message. I, I love his message with just spreading love and truth again to the world and, and yeah, spreading grace. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that, that's all? There's no more? No, that's it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's very good. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So, so I've got a, another question around this too, Eric, and, and th- this question is one whereby choose one of the four that you've actually just shared, one of the four. If you were to sit on a park bench with one of them, having a coffee what would be one question you want to ask them so tell us which one it is first and then we'll and then see what tell us what question i think it would be with jay shetty he's got a new book just came out eh? yeah i'm not actually too sure i haven't been following um i saw it yesterday in the yesterday on saturday i think or friday at the bookstore it was it was awesome Okay, what what is the title of that one? I remember beautiful blue cover with his face on it. Really cool. It's okay, definitely yeah. in the top hundred, so it's really good to check out. Mm-hmm. I think it would be with Jay Shetty, and the question I'll ask him is just, um, when was the moment? When when was the moment that he realised that he had to pack his bags and go and become a monk? What 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 was the last straw for him to realise that this was his mission? That I had to give up my life, my, my my old conditioning here in city life, pack my bags and and go and and devote myself into a monastery to become a monk to to chase wisdom. I, I would ask him, you know, what what was the tipping point for him to to turn the page on that? Yeah, that's a great question because because that for me is very courageous. That that for me takes immense faith and a, an immense courage to just block out the noise. You know, family, friends, you have to block it all out and, and do you. So that, I think that would be the question that I ask. And, and how did you draw strength to, to make those actions? Yep. Mm, great, great questions. Yeah. yeah, very good. Very good. Now, the show is called Leadership is Changing. When I mentioned that show title or statement, what does it mean for Eric? So leadership is changing. I think for me, I think for me personally, it's to be ready to adapt. Be ready to adapt and constantly seek for improvements. I think that would be number one, because because however the world is changing, we 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 can't predict what's coming, and we just need to be ready to 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 adapt with it, and and try to improve our skills and try to stay grounded. Because I feel like there's going to be more and more distractions that are going to surface, more influences that are going to try and pull leaders. Um, astray off their own path so I think it's just yeah staying grounded and be be more involved with teams and community also you know I feel like we're in a time where there's a lot of separation there's there's a lot of separation and I feel like community being a part of a team and um, teaming up with other like-minded leaders is is very important I mean there's there's eight billion of us here on earth and I and I feel like we need to all band together to in, in order to make this change to make this global change and and the time is now so i feel like what it means for me is to adapt constantly seek for improvements and be more involved with teams and other like-minded leaders yeah very good i love that i love that indeed 
and be ready to adapt and seek for improvement. Love it. I think that's that's really quite cool because I think that's where we can learn definitely a lot more about each other and about where we're going as well. And you're right. I think there's going to be a lot more disruption. There's going to be a lot more things going faster because we do know that there is one thing that's constant in the world today, and that is change, right? And that's, that's definitely what's happening. Now, you know, just talking about that and talking about things going faster, whether it be in health and fitness, things are getting faster. Technology, I think technology is driving a lot of it. Social data, the whole lot is getting a lot faster. Based on uh-huh. what you've been sharing so far and your other thoughts around this, what do you think a leader might need to do to be successful in today's fast-paced, ever-changing world? So I think a leader needs to, first, I feel like the leader needs to eat their own medicine. You know, we need to we need to be able to walk the walk first before we can talk the talk. So a lot of that for myself, you know, there's there's a lot of things that are moving really fast outside of me. But what, what can I do to keep my internal world, my internal energy grounded and in, in more of a grounded, slower pace? Yes. And hence why I, 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 I have... I have these blocks that I've created in my own routine, my weekly lifestyle that I've created barriers that will keep me aligned with my mission. For example, like my MMA, my training that I do, the breath work, my morning routines that I do. You know, all of that stuff is to protect me from going astray and keeping my mind cleansed, keeping my mind clear just so I can I can see clearly going forward. To add on to that, I feel like leaders now, whichever space that you're in, Empathy and sympathy is so powerful and it goes a long way. Yeah. You know, being able to put yourself in another person's shoe, you know, it's a lot easier said than done because that's the thing with the ego, right? It's, it's very loud. It, it likes to criticize. It likes to judge people. So I think for leaders to be successful today is sincerely being, being able to listen, sincerely being able to listen and to put your ego aside, knowing that this is going to benefit the collective, the whole rather than just me being right. Okay. You see, that because that's the kind of the, the story and the theme that I've been hearing this year, specifically in the corporate space, is there's a lot of disputes, there's a lot of ego in the boardrooms, there's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of politics going on where it's not necessarily benefiting the whole unit. Yeah. And, and yeah, a leader who doesn't just talk and paint you a picture, you know, when, when a leader shows vulnerability, we need to follow through as well. You know, we need to follow through. And that goes back to me saying we need to walk the walk before we can talk the talk. Nice. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think that's, that's, that sums it up for me there. Yeah, that's very good. And I think, listeners, what we're hearing here is that Eric's actually mentioned a few times today about the breathing side of things. So I think definitely that's one thing that we need to do is to breathe, especially when your back's up against the wall or you're up against something that you're, you know, it's maybe a little bit stressed. Don't forget to breathe. I think that's really important. The other thing I'd like what you just said here, Eric, was about creating some blocks. And I think maybe what I'm hearing that is, is that putting some boundaries. In other words, this is my area what I need to do around health. This is what I need to do around something else. And having some boundaries, but not allow other things to interfere without, bound, without boundary and making sure that you've got that block that you've created and you're actually dedicating that time for that kind of space. Would that be right? Yeah, 100%. 100%. That's it. Yeah, cool. Now, Eric, I know that you've been talking to a lot of your clients and other people that you know as well who are today employees of organizations or businesses and things like that. So let's change lens. Well, let's change gear a little bit. In other words, we've been talking about leadership and leaders. Now let's talk about from an employee's perspective. How has employees' expectations of leaders changed? 
Um, so, so in my world at the moment, the theme, like I said, that I've been that I've been hearing this year from from the people that I I talk to is employees feel like they don't have full transparency and honesty yeah. from the employers. You know, with they they feel like there's a little bit of lack of trust, lack of communication, and I and I feel like most people nowadays are are, are walking on eggshells. They they feel like they're walking on eggshells and they don't know what's going on or what's what the transitioning is 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 actually ha- what sort of transition is actually happening. I know companies have had um, restructures, um, whole departments fired due to the pandemic and and whatnot. So. I feel like um, what I've been hearing this year is is really just more full transparency and honesty, and they feel like instead of instead of just expecting and demanding at the top, they're feeling like the leader the leaders nowadays need to need to kind of pave the way, need to pave the way, and 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 from 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 my from my background, I mean, I've always been a contractor, but I can say something from when I was working in Les Mills where. Our club manager, I feel like, really exceeded himself as as a good role model of a of a good leader. Yeah. Because he was always the first one in, always the last one out. You know, and that to me spoke a lot of volume, spoke a lot of volume about his character. And that's 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 true true leadership in my eyes. You know, somebody that can hold themselves emotionally as well when they're in um kind of group outing environments with the team. You know, sometimes in a social environment, I know some leaders don't like attending social environments because they don't like to hear what people have to say after a couple of drinks or or whatnot. But our club manager attended every single one of those and held space for us. Held space. That's that's the main thing that I'm getting at with right now is a leader that can hold space, a leader that has enough emotional intelligence to know that this is not how I should see them at face value and and really start to see their employees as as people rather than just employees, if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and when you say hold space, in other words, give them enough space to be them as human beings, as people. Yeah, hold. Yep, 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 definitely. So don't judge them at face value. Right. Don't judge them at face value. To understand the way that they're displaying themselves now maybe because there's something that's going on at home. There might be something deeper going on, and that's why what they're displaying right now might be a little bit out of alignment with the atmosphere. Yeah, excellent. So just, yeah, having mm. that compassion. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mm. Nice. Nice. I like it. A leader that can hold the space, or hold space full stop. Yes, I think a leader that's always first in and last, that's, that is the leader. That is definitely the person as well. Yeah, pretty good. Now, Eric, here's something I want you to get your crystal ball out and think about the future here. Where do you see leadership being in five years? Oh, where do I see leadership going in five years? This this is a tricky one. <laughs> I feel like how leadership is delivered, whether it's through a single person, an individual, or a group of people like a council, their religion needs to be love and compassion. I feel like this this is it. Is is we are in such we're experience, experiencing such a dark time that we're now realizing that the system that we've created is is slowly crumbling. It's not working anymore. You know, what, what we've experienced in the past has created too much separation. So I feel like leadership in five years' time, whatever it is, who, whoever it is, <laughs> that they need to be, they need to value love and compassion. Oh. I feel like that's, 
you know, un- underneath all the superficial stuff, all the materials, everything that's going on, I feel like this is the space that we all need to slowly move into as our own individual leaders, leaders as well. You know, being our own leaders for our own families, we need more love and compassion in the world. Yeah. Because I feel like when we have more love and compassion and, and if a leader, whether political, whether you're, you're a net, you're, you know, a leader of a whole country of, of the, of the world, if we can, if we can all come back to this, what we are truly in essence, love and compassion, then we can experience the gift of life together and, and, and even more abundant of it. Because when we realize that we are one and there, there was no need for aggressive hierarchy, there is no need for this unsustainable financial system. Everybody has a gift. Everybody has a skill. Everybody has something that they're better at than somebody else. And if we can just support everybody to find that magic, I feel like a world will be in a much better place. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Well done, man. I think that's really, really cool. Very, very good. Yeah, because because again, and an, another thing that I've been dealing with, with with my space of working with clients as well this year, a lot of it is 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 dealing with people's traumas, you know, and and a lot of people talk about inner child work nowadays and and all that sort of stuff, and and that's what it comes down to is is why are we so traumatized? Why is everybody's inner child so so, lacking love lacking love is because of the system this fast-paced world that we've created and there's yeah not enough love and compassion yeah. <laughs> right. very good very good now Eric if our listeners are wanting to get hold of you where should they go um, so they can find me on LinkedIn or they can find me on Instagram you can just type in Eric King and I should pop up um, at the very top yeah, excellent. All right. Well, we'll put those links into the show notes. But Eric, once again, hey, I want to say to you, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a real pleasure talking to you in relation to Leadership is Changing. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Dennis. Thank you for this opportunity. And I appreciate what you're doing. And um, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to do it together. Yeah, awesome, man. Appreciate it. All right. Hey, listeners. Hey, there it goes. There's a wonderful another episode of the Leadership is Changing podcast with Eric King. Thanks for joining us. Until next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world. 